Welcome to the Mainly Mozart podcast. My name is Garrett Harris, and I'm the Outreach Coordinator for Mainly Mozart. In this episode, I speak with the concertmaster of the Israel Philharmonic and one of our newest members of the Festival Orchestra, David Radzinski. Please enjoy. Like, tells the finger where to go, and like by the end of the season, your fingers are just like, really? Okay, do we have? Okay, fine, we'll do it. <laughs> Good. Games there. Okay, yeah. Let me turn this off. This is the way my um. This is the way my emailing fingers feel. Are we doing it? Are we going now? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll edit it. You know. Oh, nice. I don't have to have an official start. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, yeah. We're yeah. going. Yeah. So first time in San for the Mainly Mozart Festival. First time in San Diego. No, my last time in San Diego was with my sister. Uh, I right. went to visit. I mean, I wasn't with my sister, but I went to visit her. Gotcha. She lives there. In Car- right. Carmel Valley. So. Oh. Okay. So, Good schools. Um, I had actually planned on coming to San Diego anyway to visit her, and then I got an email from Robert, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Right. Get to go to San Diego, get to play some music, yeah. get to see my sister, my brother-in-law, my nephews. Yeah. Quite a bit of music, though, because you had your uh, solo recital as well that you were kind enough to indulge us. Oh, in. yeah. Yes. Yes. That was a real pleasure, um, which I dedicated to my dad because it was his birthday. Right. Yeah, was that, June 18th is my dad's birthday. Yeah. And so what's your experience been with the festival so far? It's amazing. Um, it's not very often that you get to play in an orchestra where everybody is uh, a principal or a concertmaster. So you all have the same job. Um, and you all have the same... You, you're, the brains kind of function in a similar way. Like you're very attentive to details and articulations and you know everybody's on and fast um the one thing i was a bit (laughs) uh concerned about before i came to the festival was well if everybody's a principal and everybody's a concert master surely there's going to be a clash of you know differences of opinion egos but mm, it's not like people are very laid back and very nice and pretty chill so yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised to see everybody kind of getting everybody getting along and yeah it's, it's just, and even if they are even if there is someone I don't really think there is the well, atmosphere is so encouraging and kind right. of collegial collegial is that a word collegial collegial right thank you <laughs> um, that it, it's kind of like just, there's no room for that right um yeah, I mean, this is also America. Uh-huh. This is, this is, you know, I, I work in the Israel Philharmonic. America is the country where everybody pretends to agree with each other. True. And everyone's like, oh, yes, America. Yes, America. In Israel, it's like, what? Up bow, why up bow? You know, down bow, man. You know, somebody, somebody yeah. comes somebody comes to our, you know, like we, you know, Zubin, Zubin Mehta has been our artistic director now for 50 years. So there are people who've been in this orchestra for, let's say, like 30 years and they've done Beethoven 7, that's the way they've done it for 30 years, and then somebody comes in and wants to change something, and you can hear from, especially the older right. players who've been there for, you know, the seasoned IPO players, you know, you can hear the grumbling in the background. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, no, 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 here, here it's really, uh, it was very, 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 I was very pleasantly surprised to see everybody just going with the flow. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, well, it reads, comes across to the audience for sure. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Everyone I've talked to talk, speaks to how much they enjoy 
obviously hearing this orchestra, but watching this orchestra interact with itself. Right. Like little side glances of like, hey, that was good, or whatever these little like looks across the orchestra. <laughs> that it's 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 enchanting. They're also the like the jokes that people make in orchestra rehearsals are pretty universal. Ah. It's the same kind of jokes that we make in the IPO, which I'm sure is very similar jokes to you know what happens during rehearsals in in, in uh, Berlin or, or or anywhere else. I mean, there's that passage where you have to hit the note, so you have to sort of slap your so you have to slap your finger to hear that it's in the right place, and so people will exaggerate that. And make a joke out of it, and um, ah, yeah, yeah, okay. or all other all sorts of things, right? Yeah, um, so everyone knows the same spot in the music. Well, it's just similar we're, types yeah. of you know, it's similar types of humor because we're all, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same music we're playing. It's the same challenges in every orchestra, wherever, wherever you are, right. whichever country you're in. Um, people are facing similar challenges. So, uh, um, but it's really been an awesome, what was it, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Was I here for two weeks? Just about, yeah. 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 Um, a little bit more, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Were you guys, no. to the 22nd? Yeah, 10 days. About 10 days, yeah. yeah. No, it's been great. It's been great, and I'm looking forward to the, to the next program, to Beethoven 6, which yeah. I'll, I'll get to lead. So yeah, it, it's, really my expectations apparently cannot be too high for that uh, because my head, my expectation was transcendence for the violin, Beethoven violin concerto, huh. and right there it was right right especially that second movement. I mean oh yeah yeah, yeah. with Augustin Hadley for anyone who, who oh yes Augustin yeah. Hadley yeah. he's Hadley he's yeah I haven't heard violin playing like that live. He's he's really incredible. Yeah. The, the, just the quality that he gets, on it's insane. Yeah. It's like not even fair. <laughs> I want to break my violin. It's just like I can just stop. The world has hadith. I can just we can all right. just, we can just relax. Relax. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was really like when when Hadley came um, to the uh, to the first rehearsal. I mean, I I've only seen him on YouTube, and I mm. like YouTube videos don't necessarily do you justice right you have like you got to be there for the live performance and even during those rehearsals I really I was like wow like we are in the presence of greatness mm-hmm. um, and I'm not I don't say that about everybody I'm, right you're not like, a, I'm a pretty critical uh, you know, person um, but with him I was just like wow okay he's great this yeah. is like a great not just a player he's a great musician um, hats off. Yeah. Bow down. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It was, and then you add the this orchestra, this group of players who is fine and getting out of the way, and you know being rigorous when necessary. And I think Michael Francis, the music director, facilitates that. At least in that final. He facilitates the the um, staying out of the way. And letting uh-huh. things happen. Oh right, right. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, Michael Francis. I mean, it's my first time, you know, working with him. But he's he's great. He's really great. He brings up. He kind of allows for the best, like the best qualities of the players to come out. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Um, 
yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, and I really can't speak for anyone but myself, but it's got to be intimidating at first for a conductor to get up in front of that group. I would imagine. I have no idea. I should probably ask him. We. I I don't know. Because um, you had a conducting experience. Off oh the my cuff, God. Well, right? that was that was hilarious. Should I tell the story? Sure. I was yeah. in um. So Maestro Meta asked me to. Uh, lead an orchestra, like help him lead this orchestra. There's an orchestra in, in Harbin, or I think it's Har. It's in China. Uh, it's a, Harbin is a city in China, um, and uh, he was asked to conduct this, their orchestra, and so he asked me to come and be concertmaster for that orchestra to help him out. So um, and a couple of other of the IPO principals came as well, okay. and so. I um, so he Meta asked me to uh, to do to conduct a sectional rehearsal for the violins for first and second violins. Right. We were doing some Strauss uh, polkas and Beethoven seven, Beethoven six. Um, I believe that's yes, Beethoven six and seven. A um, couple of other things, and so when I spoke to their manager, so I arrived before Zubin arrived. Okay. So I, the sectional was supposed to take place before he arrived so that then they would be ready. Got it. So the manager decided, he just decided that instead of me performing a, you know, a sectional rehearsal with the violins, he was going to bring the whole orchestra to the rehearsal. So all of a sudden, I'm standing in front of the whole orchestra and I have to conduct them and I've never done it in my life. <laughs> uh, so... Um, so what's your thought? Is there a thought process, or is there just like a well? You know, you just start going with it. Like, what you you know the music. You just start. Sure. You start rehearsing. You start working. I mean, it was almost um, less pressure for me because it's like I'm not a conductor, and they all know that I'm not. A conductor. Uh-huh. And I started the rehearsal saying, "Guys, I'm not a conductor," and I had not planned on this, so. I kind of relieved the stress from myself, mm-hmm. um, but I was very pleased actually to to find out that the things that I was working with them on were later things that Zubin was started working right. on. Right, yeah. you know, uh, getting the violas and then the cello, you know, the cellos to, you know, have that conversation and then the winds taking over. I was, I was working on ensemble things, and Zubin was actually working on some of those exact same places later right. when he came back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just remember my right arm. My right shoulder got really tired because I'm just not used to that. It's no wonder conductors stay in shape longer. Yeah. Unless they conduct Tristan. Is it Tristan? Tristan. Right. Three dead, I believe. Or at least heart attacks during the second act over the over the decades. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I think Foncarion used like had his heart measured during the second act just to see the effect or something and yeah oh my gosh yeah. it's a killer not just for the tenor no tenor sings more than five years after they start singing oh by the way sing. this is my first time playing Va- Wagner oh really because in the Israel Philharmonic we still don't play Wagner wow so, so I'm really happy to get a to get yeah. a taste of it it's pretty incredible yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's its own thing yeah it's beautiful music you yeah. really can't I mean that there's some great artists. Not, not all of them are nice people. You can't really. That's true. Uh, 
you know. Bonter was not a nice person. He was terrible. I mean, in yeah. social media now, he'd be destroyed and probably have no career. Right. But uh, he was one of the most important composers that has ever lived. And yeah. Was, you know, it's, it's crucial for an orchestra, I think, to play his music. But um, I understand why we don't. Mm-hmm. But I think I, everyone understands. But I am, but I am mm-hmm. very happy to be able to play his music. I mean, you know, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Stephen but, Fry has a great documentary on that because he's Stephen really Fry. Fun. Yeah, uh huh. A great documentary on him coming to terms with because he loves Wagner. Uh huh. But he's Jewish. Right. And how does he reconcile? Well, and so he really he he. Comes pretty. I mean, I've got nothing to. I can't voice an opinion. Um, but but he does a very good job, I think, of laying out the narrative. Uh, Look, Carlo Gisualdo was a composer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When did he live? Uh, uh, late Baroque. Late Baroque. Yeah. I mean, he murdered his wife and mur- and lover and for, baby and, and baby. And he put all their bodies, I'm sorry for any children listening, yeah. uh, onto the balcony because he was an aristocrat at that time. So yeah. I guess they they could do whatever they wanted. Well, he did it in Naples and then he fled to Gesualdo. Oh. So he killed the, his no, wife and lover. Gesualdo fled. Gesualdo to Gesualdo. He's from Gesualdo. But his name is Gesualdo. Yeah, that's because he's Gesualdo. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so Stravinsky right. twice went to Gesualdo, Italy to pay homage. Right, Stravinsky yeah. wrote a piece based yeah. on, on his work. But, yeah. like, he was an incredible composer, beautiful music, and a killer. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Crazy music. Not play his music? Because he's only composing for himself. He had no He was his own patron. Right. So his tonality is much more apparently Mahler and Strauss than... I, I think I, I watched an, a lecture by Richard Taruskin. I, I, I just love this guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's an incredible. He's a musicologist. He writes. He wrote a lot of, lot of books and, and write, writes. Uh, you can find his articles sometimes in the New York Times. But I I saw one of his lectures, where he, was, asking the question. I, I don't remember, what the conclusion was. But he was asking the question of, well, somebody can, let's say, compose a beautiful melody. And it's beautiful, and everybody loves it. What happens when you then add words to it that are racist? Right. What happens to the melody? Is it still beautiful? Mm-hmm. Well, the melody is just a melody, right? Right. So, so, but if you add ugly words to it, what happens to the melody? Is it now no longer beautiful because... Yeah. So, um... It's an interesting question. It is. I, I don't really, I don't have an answer. I have an answer. Yeah. And I'm going to lower the tone significantly. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of songs about big butts. Right. That people love because they're not listening to the words. Right. They're That's listening right. to the beat, right. you know, the rhythm, That's right. the tone of the song. The words are just Dr. absolutely, re- they're yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo. That means, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's just silliness, but people love well, it. Chris Rock, Chris Rock had a really funny um, stand-up uh, where he was saying, like, you know, I love hip-hop. I'm sick and tired of defending it. <laughs> because, it's like, you have, like, yeah. some of the most misogynistic lyrics in there, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then he said, you know, women will be dancing to that stuff. And then you ask them about it, and they're like, well, he's not talking about me. And <laughs> they keep dancing. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think a melody, a beautiful melody, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, regardless of of what the, yeah. the lyrics or what the you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's like um, no one performs Beaumarchais plays much anymore, mm-hmm. but we perform Mary Figaro all the time. Right. Because of the music. Right. Same with the uh, Chamomiles. Camilles? I don't know. Traviata. The play the oh, Traviata. Traviata. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Belasco's Butterfly. Mm-hmm. You know, the opera is world famous, world renowned, but no one, unless you really get into it, knows that it's based on this play by Belasco, which is based on a short story by an uh, American missionary to Nagasaki. Uh-huh. There's this whole progression, but everyone knows the music. Right. Right. Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm very happy to at least have a little taste of... I will say the Enlightenment, I'm kind of getting into the Enlightenment, just reading biographies on Beethoven and Mozart, mm-hmm. especially Beethoven coming into his 250th, mm-hmm. it's kind of a Beethoven year. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideals of the Enlightenment was, to be a good artist, you had to be a good person. Not really. That was... What, that I mean, was, I disagree yeah. with that. Yeah, you might just, but that was one of the ideals of the Enlightenment. Well, yeah. Beethoven, you know, Beethoven yeah. is like, you know, he believed in universal brotherhood and... Uh, An idea of the Enlightenment. Yeah. Yes, and um, I, I, humanity. I, I like that, <laughs> but it's not the reality. It's, there's just no such... I mean, there are people, like, I have a friend, Purna, uh, his name is Purna Prajna Bangere. He's an Indian, uh, uh, actually professor of mathematics, and he plays at KU and he plays uh, excellent uh, Indian classical violin. Okay. And so and um, so he exposed I was exposed to Indian music through through him when I was in Kansas City. And um, he's all about Beethoven and brotherhood and I love everybody. And uh, <laughs> I just yeah, you love everybody until yeah. you don't. Until you find right. one person who's like a total yeah. Jerk. Yeah, that's the um, uh, yeah. That's so the, the character in, in or uh, somebody that you disagree with politically yeah. or you know blah blah blah. In uh, Brothers Karamazov, the the noble woman at the beginning loves humanity, but the individuals keep getting in the way. Individuals get in the <laughs> way. It's true. Yeah. We are flawed, of a flawed species. Yeah. But there is something about you know. Just that concept, like Barenboim has this orchestra, the Divan, mm-hmm. where he, he, he gets Jews and Arabs together to play a piece of music. Right. And I think the fact that just playing music together, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of conversation that brings people it, it does bring people together it is a, it, it, it can is. it can connect people um, so yeah I think that's what's amazing about this profession is that yeah. it, it can bring it brings all kinds of people together and you find something in common that you didn't realize you would have right. with somebody um, yeah it's it fun first then, date right a first date question always what kind of music do you like and then the person answers, and then D- you're either date. like, "Oh, date." Yeah, you're on, you're on a date, right? Yeah, right, right. For a second, what kind of music do you like? And then they give the wrong answer, and it's, oh, that's gonna be like you're thinking to yourself, "That's gonna well, be." I think if it, no. if somebody if somebody 
doesn't look, just chooses not to date you just because of the type of music you listen to, you should probably find somebody else to date. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's a thing, at least for me it is, that actually I don't really care too much. But it's a thing where you're like, oh, what kind of music do you like? And then they say, and you, you're start, you immediately judge their character, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit at least, right? based on their answer. Usually it's everything except rap and country. That's the standard answer. Every now and then you find someone who owns up to that they like country and rap. You know, I don't. It, I, I think people. I, I don't think that that. I don't think that liking a particular type of music defines your personality. No, I don't think so. Like, there are a lot of classical musicians out there. So what? We're all. Uh, You're all enlightened. Priests we're all of enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like that's such a. That's <laughs> such a. If anyone who thinks that. Yeah. We're, yeah, that does not mean that we're all of a sudden so cultured. Right. Or it's like, oh, I'm from Germany. I studied in Germany, so I know Brahms. And it's like, right. Yeah, you're not. That, that's, I would much rather than hang out with the, the guy who listens to heavy metal, but who's cool and, you know, right. doesn't judge you for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's kind of comfortable yeah. with themselves. Right, and, yeah. right, right, right. That's well, what's I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Radiohead. I just okay. love I love their music. Yeah. I think they're incredible musicians. One, I mean, I'll, yeah, it would be a dream. One of my dreams would be to collaborate them with them. Really? Way. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. I mean, they're just it's a good dream. Yeah, but uh, to me, I, they're one of the best bands ever. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every album they do is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's OK Computer or then you have Kid A, which is totally a different world. It's not even the same style. Right. And uh, I actually played some of their music to my dad. It was, my dad's a composer. Okay. And uh, he found it really interesting. He really mm. liked it. He was like, wow, this is actually good. Like, this is really good stuff. Yeah, um, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah. It's hard to find, though, because everything's, it's all, it's all open now. Right? There's no one that says, no, you can't give your music to the world. Like, you make your song, mm-hmm. you put it on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. that's it, like, and it can go out to the world. Right, right. Like, there's no producer, like, sorry, kid, go back and, uh, you know, let me, like, come back in a year, we'll see. But how does that, how, how do you... So it, flo- it floods a lot of trash mm-hmm. into the system, but it also floods a lot of greatness that would have never been. Right, that's true. But there's also a lot of trash that gets... Like, you'll go to YouTube and you'll see, like, some dog <laughs> pooping on the sidewalk and there's, like, 20 million views. Right. And then you have, like, you know, some great art, which has, like, a thousand views, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a great, like, somebody actually doing something great. And then, right. But people would much rather, you know, yeah. look at somebody it's running, screaming, into a wall. running into a wall <laughs> naked <laughs> in uh, Central Park. Um, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, the yeah. We're kind of at, off into the the pros and cons of the internet. Hey guys, Burke's hey, here to up? kick us out. Oh, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, you're on a podcast. Say hi. Hey guys, Burke is a doctor. Wanted you wanted to me. talk about your school. Yes, I did. Um, yeah. So, so I, you know, I studied in Indiana University. I went to Yale, and then after that. After my masters, a lot of a lot of students um, try. You know, school is a 
I mean, it, it's a great way to prepare for the real world, but then after you do your master's, not everybody just gets a job right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do their artist diploma, and then they do a performance certificate, and, and it's, it becomes an excuse to stay longer in school until you figured out what you're gonna do. Um, and I was at that point when I was at Yale, after I did my master's, I thought, okay, I'm gonna do an artist diploma program. And I love, Yale is great. I, I have also a personal attachment to Yale because I was born there. Ah, okay. um, and no, I, I, I love my, 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 my friends, my colleagues, my, my professors. Um, but I was just, I was kind of a bit lost as to what I was going to do. Sure. And um, through, a, I met, through a mutual friend, I met my, my, my last teacher, uh, Ben Sayevich who's based in, in uh, Kansas City. Um, it's actually the school, it's called the International Center for Music at Park University. It's in the middle of nowhere in, in Parkville, Missouri. Parkville, Missouri. Parkville, okay. Parkville. And, uh, and, and, but I met him and it was an instant click, uh, chemistry-wise and um, everything that, it was it, just the environment, it was everything that I needed. It was peace and quiet, nobody to bother you, and um, it's a little school that was founded. Ben was one of the founding members, uh, along with Stanislav Udenich, who was the, uh, uh, I think he's the artistic director. And uh, um, the, he's a piano professor. He won Van Cliburn in, in 2001, okay. I believe. And, uh-huh. and uh, they wanted to establish a, their own school. And it's great because basically what they do is they keep it small and they have maybe six to ten students per studio give or take but each student gets lessons twice a week okay so ben you know along with being a mensch and an incredible person he was one of the best teachers i've ever studied with mm. because he he worked with me like nobody else worked with me before he would sit there we, we would when when we when i was making recordings for example he would uh, sit there in the audience he would make the marks we would then go back we would listen to the recording together right um he taught me really how to listen how to practice how knowing how to practice is something very few teachers know how to teach Hmm. um and uh it's a skill that i don't think a lot of teachers want to teach their students that because then their students become independent they don't need their teachers anymore and 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 they want to keep their students and ben always says you know I'll know that I've succeeded once you feel that you don't need me anymore. Right. And that's one of the most honest things I've ever heard a teacher say. Hmm. You know, my goal is for you not to need me. Right. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just, it was exactly what I needed. It was just this peace of peace and quiet. Uh, and, and our lessons were, were great because it was like, we were having a, it was like a, conversation almost about the music and he would always talk to me about you know if there was something that I did that he disagreed with he wouldn't he wouldn't force me to do it his way huh. he would figure out we would find a middle ground because he's he said and I think this is also very true you as a teacher you can have the most brilliant musical idea in the world but if it doesn't come naturally f- from the student it's not going to work right and so we, you know, he would work on finding that middle ground where we would find something that works 
for me. Um, but then it might not work for another student. Mm-hmm. You know, he, every student it's different. That's it's wisdom. It's wisdom, and um, and he prepared me for my audition in the IPO, which mm-hmm. I later won. So I am I have a huge I owe him a huge debt of, and I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for for the time that he put into it and. He, he put in that time because he's able to do that there. Right. And, and the students, and another student who, I mean, he's not a student anymore. He graduated from there. It was Bersod Abduraimov. He's a pianist. Uh, now has a huge career. Played with L.A., Phil, Boston Symphony. He tours a lot with Gary Give. Oh, wow. Um, he came He was offered a full scholarship at Juilliard. He turned it down to go to this middle-of-nowhere place that no one's heard of. Hmm. And he was really trained yeah, and, and, and given all the attention, you know, needed for him to succeed. And, and um, the lot, very few schools who do that now. It's, it's always, you know, they, teachers, they have to meet a quota, a certain quota, a number of students. They have to accept a certain number of students. Mm-hmm. Um, and here they can accept as many students as they want. They can pick five. They can pick ten. Right. Uh, and uh, you know they're you're, they're their own bosses there, and mm-hmm. um, I just think it's an incredible place. That sounds. And I wanted to talk about it here because yeah. I think it's important. And to it's so different. That. Like you said, Juilliard, and I'm thinking of everything that Juilliard is, where it is. Right. right. Well, said, yeah. Like the whole thing, and then but the, you're in Parkville, Missouri. Right. Ben. Well, he, total. Here's the thing, though, because I was talking to Ben. You know, when I first met Ben, and he said. He said, you know, we're like cultural pioneers. Like, what are we going to do in New York that hasn't been done already? Mm-hmm. It's all been done. It's all there. Right. London, Paris, like, it's all there. We're needed in places like Parkville. Mm-hmm. And starting a school from scratch is really difficult, and they're doing such an incredible job. They've, they've had already a lot of success. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like, there's Bezod, there's uh, Kenny Broberg, who's another pianist who won silver medal uh, in, in, in Van Cliburn. Uh, course I mean I can talk about myself with Ben but a lot of his other students have gone on to get really you know major orchestra mm-hmm. positions um, doing incredibly well um, yeah um, what was that what, 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 what did you you said before but just the difference between Juilliard and like the, New York City and oh yeah New York City yeah so he was basically saying like yeah we're not you needed. said peace and quiet earlier in, right it's what brought that but he said he said we're not needed in New York we're not needed there they have everything yeah you know and and especially when I when I when I told my professors at, at Yale when I was at Yale and my friends I was like yeah I'm gonna go to Parkville Missouri they looked at me like I was crazy mm. uh, like, what what's there there's nothing there and I was like yeah well um, the teacher the people, the people make the place. Yeah. Not the place makes right. the people. So, um, yeah, I mean, it turned out to be the best thing, the best thing that, for me. So, um, yeah, people should check it out. Yeah, they will. Yeah. And hopefully in 10 or 20 years, it's become some, I mean, I Well, that's our hope. I always yeah. come, I always go there like at least once or twice a year. I, I, I come, I, I give a concert, I come to visit, mm-hmm. help to support to support them, but they're still very new. They're very new, you know. But right. uh, yes, I think I think it, it's great to to spread mm-hmm. and 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 make you know create conservatories in other 
parts right. of, the, of the country. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. It's been you. fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends and family. And remember the number one thing you can do right this very moment to support classical music is to share your love of the art form with others. Thank you.